Hey, welcome to another episode of GI Bro. So go ahead, get to formation, fall in, receive the reports, and get ready for a new episode. Hey, welcome back everybody from Sergeants and Sailors to Soup Sandwiches. It is time for another episode today, and this one is all about medical marijuana, also known as grass. Mary Jane, hash, herb, skunk, chronic, chiba, broccoli, baby bang, and a ton of other names I looked up just for you guys. So, as many of you guys know, medical marijuana is a huge thing now. It is a huge business. I want to say it's a little over a billion dollar industry right now. And for good reasons. It does a lot of good for people. But there's also people who say it does a lot of bad. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about it. Figure out if it's true. You know, what your personal opinions are. What my personal opinions are. What the VA has to say about it. And what addiction centers has to say about it because I got to be fair and cover everyone's opinion it doesn't matter if we think it's stupid or not which you know everyone voices their opinion and we'll talk about that also dinky dow did you guys know that was a name for pot dinky dow giggle smoke good butt that's another one that one got me good butt hey man you got any other good butt but uh Uh, I can never ask somebody that with a straight face, I don't believe. But uh, today, like I said, we're talking about Mary Jane. And what we have come up with, as far as a lot of people know, is if you're in service, obviously it's illegal. Does that mean that people still abstain from it in the service? No. There's people that smoke pot in the service. You know, as sometimes they get caught... Sometimes they don't, either by blind luck or whatever the fates or destiny, karma, God, your drug tester has in store for you. It's going to happen. So, should you sit there and do drugs while you're in the service? Absolutely not. You know, I can't sit here and trust somebody to watch my six when I know that they're stoned and chasing pink butterflies. Alright, I need... To know that you're 100%. Does that mean that it's a horrible thing to do? No. You know, I don't think anything in moderation is not a bad thing, whether you agree with it or not. Some people have, you know, used marijuana to treat everything from diseases to aches and pains to normal depression now some people are like oh you know normal depression that's that's for uh ptsd that's marijuana no 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 ptsd is its own beast you know and it is not something that you can treat easily with marijuana a good 80 percent of the time I, like I mentioned in the intro, I have a prescription for it. Do I smoke it right now? No. Why? Well, aside from the fact that it's like 10 fucking degrees outside and I don't like getting cold. You know, my uh, doctor at the VA said, you know, hey, while you're going through this therapy, don't smoke it. Okay. You know, I want to know why. 
not because I want to buck up against the man or anything. He's a great guy. I just want for my information. And he said it's because PTSD is like, for lack of a better word, like Shrek said, it's an onion. You know, ogres and onions. And that's the same for this. You know, it's not just one thing. There's different layers overlapping one, one aspect. And while, you know, smoking some weed may help with one aspect, it could also interfere with your anxiety or, you know, just, there's so many different things. It's, it's hard to just pinpoint what exactly, but it's, it's not, it's not a fix all for PTSD sufferers all the time. You know, does it, does it help with some things? Yeah. You know, and there's different strains of marijuana, medical marijuana that, you know, helps with different things. And if you go to the dispensary, they give you a cool little sheet and it says, this is for this, 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 and this. So while something for my knee and my back, maybe what I want, you know, I have to look and be like, oh wait, well this, this kind of, you know, hurts the, uh, anxiety and depression aspect. So it's really a, a balance of it. You know, and I'm not saying that you need to go and get your medical Mary and then drop it all in your bong and smoke up until the house is filled. You know, I'd, I'd do a couple pots and that would be it for me. I'd be good for a couple hours. So, you know, it's it's different for every person. You know, I'm sure there's a few of you that got out and you made Cheech and Chong envious, which more power to you if that's what you want to do. But a lot of veterans are, you know, constantly saying, well, where's my pot to the VA? And the VA is like, no. And there's actually been a lot of veterans who will not tell their, uh, teams, you know, the gold team or whatever team you're on for the primary care portion of it, you know, that they smoke pot and it helps them because there's such a stigma, you know, and VA doctors 99% of the time are like, oh, no, no, you know, it's a horrible thing, you know, that's, that's drug abuse, you're a drug addict. No, all right, you're not, you know, you're trying to find something that helps you and isn't a hardcore opiate or other 9,000 things that VA will shove down your throat pill-wise. Now, are all the things that VA give you bad? No, not necessarily. I take sertraline every night, you know, along with multivitamins because, you know, old people got brittle bones, bro. But uh, <laughs> not everything the VA gives you is good for you. Not everything the VA gives you is bad. But... The VA creating a stigma for veterans is awful. Point blank, I think it's the worst thing they can do. You know, yes, I understand that because of federal law, the VA can't do anything with medical marijuana because it's a Schedule One drug. It's up there with heroin and cocaine and uh, what is it, LSD. I mean, there's a whole list of Schedule One drugs out there that kind of just blows your mind. You know, and it's it's super easy for 
people to go to the VA and the doctor be like, well, you know, here's, you know, 800 uh, Percocet for your pain or whatever we'll see in four months. You know, that, that doesn't help with everything. You know, yeah, I get it. Pain is pain. It sucks. Nobody likes it. But, you know, you can't sit there and just keep cramming pills down your throat and expect it to help you. Yeah, short term, yes. Long term, no. You become addicted to it. And then it's a whole mess of stuff. And that definitely does not help you if you have PTSD. But I understand some things are bad and you do need something stronger. So... You know, like I said, take this, you know, this is my opinion. Take it or leave it. I'm not here to judge you. Well, if, you know, you want to go to Tijuana and buy black market painkillers, that's up to you. You do that. All right. I'm just trying to explain how the VA can fail us or help us succeed with medical marijuana. You know, like I said, I don't smoke it right now. I have quite a bit of it in my closet waiting to be ingested. But, you know, it's, uh, let's see, I go through my notes here. I know you guys are like, Jesus, he's so unorganized. No, I just have a lot going on in my brain. I promise. All right. So, Susan Carter, the director of media relations for the VA, you know, has said that, you know, the requirements for VA to use or study the effects of marijuana on PTSD uh, would involve interactions with the Food and Drug Administration, Health and Human Services, National Institute of Health, National Institute on Drug Abuse, and the Drug Enforcement Administration. So, just to be able to test it would require all that, you know, and the requirements also include a review of the investigational new drug application and approval of research protocol by the FDA, an investigation, an investigator registration and site licensure by the DEA, and obtaining the medical drug through the NIDA, you know, which is the National Institute on Drug Abuse, and the Nationally Approved Medical Marijuana Production Laboratory. You know, the restrictions contained in federal law are clear. Some research is allowed, but must be done in conjunction with the aforementioned federal entities, Carter said. If Congress wants to facilitate more federal research into Schedule One controlled substances, such as marijuana, it can always choose to eliminate those restrictions. Now, and I, I getting, I get, I'm getting, I getting. Wow, I found most of this information online. It's a what's the website? Healthline.com. You guys can go over there and check it out yourself in case you don't want to hear me drone on about it. But, you know, multiple sources have told the website that it isn't just Congress, but the president who can reschedule marijuana and make it available to veterans and make it easier to study by VA scientists. It's been a huge thing for people with the presidency. I'm not covering that shit. I don't care if you put the man on a pedestal or you want to put him in a burn pit. That's your opinion. You know, that's the end of that. So, another thing to think about is the executive branch rescheduling is a complicated process involving the FDA and DEA, along with other federal agencies. But 
you know, multiple people have told the website that it is indeed possible for the president to reschedule a drug, which we knew. We knew that was possible. He is the president. He can say what's good for you, what's bad for you, or, you know, what should be on the list, what shouldn't be on the list. Obviously, he's not a doctor. He can't say what's good or bad for you. But it all boils down to the government, you know, and how they perceive it. Well, everybody's like, oh, well, the VA is its own healthcare system. Yes and no. The VA can do a lot, but it still, because it is a government-funded program, has to go through all the proper channels. You know, not like the doctor who can go and sit online and take a 30-minute course and be like, hey, I can sell pot now or prescribe pot. You know, if he sells pot, then chances are he's not a real doctor and you should probably pop smoke out of that situation. But, uh, you know, it's it's a very complicated process, and I honestly don't think that it will be, you know, resolved in any, any soon, any sooner than what it can be. All of you guys have worked for the government, you know how the government works, hurry up and wait's the motto of the army for good reason, it basically describes the government. But, you know, not bashing it. Stay out of government and politics and religion. So, the uh, Vice President of Communications and Legal Strategy at the Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America, or the IAVA, Lindsey Rodman, uh, told the website that while VA says it is not allowed to do research, that isn't true. They just have to coordinate with other agencies. Just do it, is what she said. You know, IAVA believes it is important that both sides of the aisle take these issues more seriously. You know, the most recent annual national survey showed that one in five of its members use medical marijuana. So, out of your group of five veteran buddies, somebody's token. Obviously, if you know me, I was one of them. That was uh, the one out of five. But... Fewer than one-third of those veterans said they mentioned it to their doctor because of the stigma attached to marijuana use. Alright, and veterans do have a legitimate fear of getting in trouble at the VA and in the workforce where you can lose your job for, lack of a better term, pissing hot. You know, that's one of the biggest phrases in the military. Yo, so-and-so pissed hot, 45 and 45. You know, in parts of the country where the use of cannabis is less stigmatized, such as San Francisco, they can have an open conversation with the VA physicians. This is referring to the veterans, obviously. But in parts of the country where it is still legal, such as Georgia, providers are more skeptical or judgmental and it shuts up the veteran. And then the veteran does not communicate openly with the provider. And that is a, a dangerous thing to happen. You know, you have to have a doctor that you can be open with and you can trust to talk to you know I I told him from the get go you know, I, I didn't really think anything was bad about it I went to a doctor I met the requirements I got the prescription you know and if you don't agree with it that's fine you know like I said everybody's entitled to their own opinion whether you personally think it's shit or not it's their opinion so it's it's a very convoluted thing to try and talk about health care with the VA. 
because the bottom line is the VA isn't isn't going to approve of something that is on a schedule 1 list. Now does that mean that you know you shouldn't go and seek a doctor out in the civilian sector to get what you need? No, not at all. But you have to be aware that the VA will not compensate you for your prescriptions. You know, and paying for your uh your marijuana card. You know, you have to pay for that out of pocket. You have to pay for your pot out of pocket. And then there's also the driving to wherever the closest dispensary is to you. You know, and by dispensary, I mean a legitimate building, not your homie who sells it out of his mom's basement. You know, I mean, I had that homie once and that was some really good shit, but it wasn't the right thing to do. So, it's, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't see the problem with it if it's something that helps you. Do I think that you should use it to treat your PS, PT, PSTD? Yeah, your PSTD. Your Peter STD. Your PTSD. Yes and no. Talk to your doctor about it. You know, see what they say. My, uh, my doctor is like, you know, hey, that's your choice. You want to do it, you do it. All I can ask is that you don't while we go through the uh, therapy session, you know, and it's the prolonged exposure therapy or PET. So I go every Thursday from 8.30 in the a.m., which is nice. It's, you know, later in the day than starting PT would have been. But 8.30 in the a.m. until 10.30 a.m., and then we do 30-minute breaks so I can go outside and you know, get some nicotine and fluids in me, and then I come back for an hour of group therapy. And, you know, it has it helped? Yes and no. <laughs> like, there's, hearing the other guys in the group talk about stuff, it, it hits you really hard. And obviously I can't discuss that because of hippos and oceans, or hippa and osha, if you don't understand the, the ha-ha there, but, you know, it, it boils down to what you think is best for you, even if your doctor is like, I don't know, you know, marijuana is a bad drug, you can, you have to go to rehab once you're addicted to it, I've never met anyone addicted to marijuana, you know, and I've seen plenty of people, I've known plenty of people growing up that, made the Amazon fires look like nothing because of how much they smoked. And they were never addicted. You know, they were out, they were out. Big deal. You know, wait till they got paid again or whatever week, two weeks, three weeks later, and they were fine. You know, they weren't sitting there throwing up and sweating and peeing out of their butts with withdrawals. So, you know, I don't, I don't fully believe all the negativity with medical marijuana. It is a great tool. It's not a cure. It is a tool that you should use for yourself. You know, combined with your doctor. If your doctor at the VA is, you know, looks down on you for it or condones you for your choices, get another doctor. 
All right, you don't always have to stick with the doctor you don't agree with. You know, and it's they're there for you. Yeah, you're not there for them to tell you how you should be. You are you, and you should be able to say, "This is me." You know, and if you are one of the people that have had, you know, problems with addiction, you know, maybe this is a better option for you. You know, I know everybody's like, oh, no, no, marijuana is a gateway drug. You're right, it's a gateway to the refrigerator for everyone I've known. It's, you need to be careful, all right, because while it may be good for you, depending on if you had to go to a rehab for your addiction, then no, you know, you have to stay away from everything. But if you want to avoid chewing down pain pills and stuff for the rest of your life, Look into it. You know, do your research. Talk to your doctor. There are specific doctors, at least here in Ohio where I live, that you have to talk to. You know, you can't just go to your family care doctor and be like, hey, what do you know about the uh, the skunk or the ganja or whatever you want to call it? You know, these doctors are trained to do the assessment on you. Find out, you know, what is wrong and obviously, you can't just go in there and say, oh, you know, I, I have this pain. You have to have medical proof with you. You got to have your doctor sheets and everything else. So it's not, you know, just a, I go in. It's not a sick call, you know, where you go in and you're like, you know, hey, sir, I uh, I fell down and I, I think I broke my pancreas. And they give you something. You know, you have to come in with documented proof and talk to them, let them go over you, and take it from there. So, you know, it's, you have to do what's best for you. I can't sit here and tell you that, you know, medical Mary will fix your problems. You know, can it alleviate some problems? Yes. But if you don't do it properly, can it cause problems? I'm sure it can you know, it, everything in this world has goods and bads about it. And everything from being a vegan to eating red meat to, you know, vaping versus smoking, you know, uh, it, it's too much salt, not enough salt. You know, there's, it's, it's a list of things. And the bottom line is, is you have to know what's good for you. You have to be your own advocate. You can't sit there and wait for people to be like, Hey, you uh you know, you should go do this now or you should go do that. No, you need to be proactive in what you need. You know, I when I went I wanted to get the uh medical card. You know, I didn't just say, "Oh, I'm going to go do this." You know, I talked to Chris about it. You know, we talked about it a little bit and she said, "Well, why don't you try CBDs?" And it was like, you know, I, why try one thing and not something else when I've read all this great stuff about it? You know, and she she heard me. We talked about it and we agreed to do it. So if I'd known that I'd be going to a doctor that's like, yeah, don't smoke pot right now, then, you know, I probably wouldn't have. You know, and if medical marijuana is not for you, seriously, go check out CBDs. You know, they got the gummies, the oils. The, it's, there's a whole slew of CBD project, products out there for you and your dog. 
Actually, I'm probably going to have to get some for my dog because she's getting a bad hip. But, you know, there, you don't always have to jump in with both feet to something. You know, try looking around, talking to people. You know, if you want some more info on medical marijuana, hit me up. You know, I know a few people that their families either grow it or they work with it. So I can find some info for you if you guys would like it. I will do my best to try and find the website that I used to find a doctor close to you. So that way, if you're like, man, I I really want to go see him. You know, and it's not just for back pain and PTSD. You know, it helps with diseases like Parkinson's and epilepsy. You know, it's it's... It's not a cure-all, but it's a, a help-all. You know, you, you're you tired, and marijuana is the fix of flat. Will it hold you long enough to get where you're going? Maybe, but it won't last forever. You know, so look it up. Check it out. Tell me what you guys think. You know, do you like pot? Do you hate pot? Pot bad? Drugs good? Whatever, you know, your choice is. Let us know. Start a discussion on my page about it. And we'll, you know, continue it on if we have to. You guys know that you can talk to me about anything. I don't judge you. I don't care what you're going through. Let me know. If you don't want to let me know, then let Household 6 know. Because she's on my page too. So you can hop over to her blog and check her out too at the Rambling Pancakes. You know, or hit us up on our private Facebook because it's all linked together. You know, send a message and say, hey, I need Household 6 to answer some questions or, you know, I need somebody to vent to. If I'm not around, Chris is more than happy to sit there and listen to anybody about anything. You know, I mean, she... She was a medical assistant for years. There's nothing you can tell her that she's going to be like, oh, God, that's disgusting. You know, she'll listen to you. She'll try and give you advice and maybe point you in the right direction. She's now my caregiver through the VA. So, you know, anything that needs to be done, I don't have the greatest memory anymore to be like, oh, shit, I got to get that done. No, I can say, hey, babe, remind me of this, and she'll go ahead and do it because she knows I'll forget you know and so she has tons of experience with putting up with veterans she's drank with you guys in New York she's barbecued with you guys in Colorado you know she is just as much part of the family as anybody else so you know don't feel like you just have to talk to one person you know talk to whoever you want if you want to talk to me or Chris, or, you know, if you want to talk to the Dalai Lama, you can do that too. It's just a matter of you reaching out and finding, you know, what works for you, who can help you, and taking it from there. I don't know if the uh, VA, where you guys may go or may not go, has a... OIF and OEF portion. But if they do, stop in there and talk to them. Chances are one of those people are your caseworkers. So you can feel free to go in there and find them. 
they shut hours down. I'm not sure why, but they did, and it is what it is, you know, but because, like I said, Chris is my, uh, fuck, what was the word? She's my handler, I can't think of the damn word, no, I'm sorry, but she, uh, you know, she can sit there and help with stuff, get stuff done, so I didn't really lose out on the, you know, the center, the IEF, or OEF, IEF, OEF, OIF, there you go, Jesus, coffee, need it. You know, so that's an option for you. You know, don't don't sit there and think that, oh, if this one path is closed, you can't go anywhere. Hop over whatever's blocking that path. You know, there's no chain of command in the civilian world when it comes to getting help for yourself. All right, if one person tells you no, tell them to kiss your ass and go to the next one. You know, get what you need for you. And if you guys have... Any any thoughts of harming yourself, I'm a big advocate for the uh, veteran crisis line or the suicide prevention line. If you guys don't know the number, it's 1-800-273-8255. You know, once again, 1-800-273-8255. So if you guys need somebody to talk to, call that number. Or get a hold of me or Chris or another battle buddy. You know, we've all been through the same shit. Some of us handled it better than others. Some of us handled it worse than us. But that's what this is about, you know, is about reminding you that you are a veteran and you have people that you can talk to about anything. So, reach out, stand up for yourself, and do what you gotta do for you. And thank you for joining us for another episode of GI Bro. It is time to fall out, go home, do what you need to do, carry on with your day. We'll see you next time and have a great one.